does God say about me? I'm Cody's friend. I've got a mountain of credit card debt. I've lost my job. My car is being repossessed. My house is in foreclosure. But I'm not worried about his friend about this. The man said, well, I've hired a professional worrier. And he does all my worrying so I don't have to be worried. I'll set his friend. How much does this guy charge for his services? $50,000 a year, the man said. Wow, said the friend. Where are you going to get that kind of money? I don't know, replied the man. That's his concern. You see, worry affects every one of us. It's a sin that we all deal with. And if I were to ask you guys this how many of us have been worried over the last week or last couple of weeks? I'm sure we all have experienced it in some form because it's something we all struggle with. Worry is something that creeps in when we're not looking for it. It sneaks in at times. Sometimes we're worried about our lives. Some of us worry about the lives of loved ones. We worry about this virus. We worry about our friends or family or people who are most vulnerable contracting us. We worry about our children. We worry about salvation of people that we love. Right now, we're worried about when life can get back to normal. We worry about what tomorrow holds. We worry about when all this stuff starts to get better. But the truth about worry is it paralyzes. Worry causes us be ineffective. So what does God say about worry? Well, God, through Jesus, had some very radical things to say about worry. And I'm going to be reading this morning from Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. And I want to give you a moment to get there with, with me in your Bibles, because we're going to be uh, referring to this passage a lot this morning. Matthew chapter 6, and I'm going to be reading verses 25 through 34. Matthew 6, 25-34. Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worry add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This morning, I want us to focus on the words Jesus speaks in Matthew 6, 25, where he says, do not worry about your life. Why is it that Jesus would tell us not to worry about our life? Well, here's a fact about worry. Worry only destroys. 
is no redeeming quality about worry. Worry is defined as a state of anxiety and uncertainty over actual or potential problems. Worry only destroys, and the Greek word for worry means to be drawn in different directions. So literally, worry pulls us apart. Think about that. Have you been pulled in different directions throughout this coronavirus pandemic? I have. And it's a challenge to preach a sermon on worry, especially right now, because we're dealing with a loss. And to be fair, I know people that have gone through some horrific things in their lives, things that I've never experienced. And it's hard for me to say, I don't worry about it. Let me be clear here. This is not Matt Oliver telling you not to worry. It's not the elders of the church telling you not to worry. This is a message from God himself. And he tells us through Jesus, do not worry. Now, Matt Oliver doesn't watching out there. None of us have all the answers. We don't know how everything will end or when this will end with this pandemic. But you know what we do know? We know that God promises know that he promises to take care of us. We talked last week about how he never leaves us. He never turns his back on us. And we're thankful for that. A comedian tells a story about how hard it is throw away a trash can. Anybody ever tried to throw away a garbage can? He says it's one of the most difficult things to get rid of. You just can't get the garbage man to take it. He said that he sat an old rusty garbage can out on the street with his other trash, hoping the garbage man would see it and take it away. When he came home, it was stacked up with all the rest of the can. So the next put it out again, but this time he turned it upside down so that the garbage man would see that the bottom of it had rusted out. Surely he would recognize it as garbage and take with all the other empty garbage. Sledgehammer, and he beat it almost unrecognizable, and he threw it out there. Surely now the garbage Well, he came home, and there it was, stacked up again with all these empty cans, and the garbage man actually beat the dents out of it before he put it back. So the man had enough. He went to the hardware store. He bought a chain, and he chained the garbage can to a tree in his yard. And sure enough, that very night, someone came by and stole it. Worry is a lot like that trash can. We know we need to get rid of it, but it's not always easy to accomplish. Worry is a useless state for us to be in, and I'm convinced that it's one of Satan's greatest weapons because it steals our joy, it steals our contentment, it steals our happiness, and when we are worried, we will never Worry and God's peace can't exist. Worry is kind of like putting your car in neutral and revving the engine really hard. It burns oil, it burns gas, it's hard on your car, but it gets you nowhere. It costs you a lot in gas and oil and wear and tear on the engine, 
worry costs us a lot too. I want to show you some statistics that we get. Now these were before the Corona. Sure that. Uh, suffer health effects due to being stressed. 75 to 90 all visits because of stress and work. And 40% of employee turnover is related to job stress and anxiety. Worry only destroys makes us sick. It causes our minds to be clouded. It's bad for us. That's why us do not want your life. And these are radical words for us, church. How do we live out this message in our lives? How do we overcome worry? Your note for the note takers at home, point number one, trust God. When we learn to trust God, we will see the worry disappear. In Matthew 6.30, Jesus asks the worrier why he worries, and then he says, Oh, you of little faith. Oftentimes our worry is from a lack of faith. But overcoming worry is a journey, and we will never perfect it. We will always have periods of life where we struggle with this. Our worrying and, and getting rid of worry takes time. It takes work. It takes trials and struggles to develop this kind of trust. And we need each other to overcome worry. We need to share our struggles with one and pray with each other. Check in. has given us a church family. That's why he has given us his Holy Spirit to help us with these things. God cares so deeply for your quality of life that he tells us, don't worry. Matthew 6, 26 and 26. Heavenly Father, are you In other words, Jesus says, God feeds the birds, and you're worth so much more to him than they are. So how much he's going to take care of you? Jesus didn't die for the birds, but he cares for them anyway. He sacrificed. Why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? 
Jesus says, look at how God takes care of the flowers in the field. They grow. They don't get upset. They don't wring themselves with stress. And Solomon, who had it all, not even he was clothed or dressed like one of these. God will take care of you, church. He will meet your needs. What a blessing. That's why we have to trust him in good times and bad. And he continues in Matthew 6, 31 through 32. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. God knows your needs. God for that. That should give us joy this morning. That should give us peace in our hearts, knowing God who creates everything, who understands you perfectly, even when no one else may. He promises he will meet your needs. Praise God. We don't have to worry about it and fret. God has got us covered when we belong to him. You know, we've reached out to a lot of people uh, throughout this to see you know, what needs we can meet, who's suffering, who, who's, who's going without. And so far, the response has been, I've got everything I need. So ask yourself, maybe right now our wants aren't all being fulfilled. Sure, we want to go out to the park. We want to go to the movie theater. We want to get back together and worship as a group. But ask yourself this, are my needs being met? Because God meets needs. Let me Listen to me real carefully right now. If you're out there watching and your needs are not met, that is why we are here. Please send us a Facebook message. Please go to hurricanechurchofchrist.com and get our contact information and reach out to us. One of the ways God meets needs for his people is through us. And we stand ready to help you. We stand ready to pray for you. Whatever the need may be, God meets needs. Let him use us to meet each other's needs. Second point for how to overcome worry in our lives. We have to live one day at a time. He says, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now, I don't know about you guys, but this one's kind of tough for me because I am a chronic planner. I like to plan everything. And, of course, that's all been turned on its head these last few weeks. So it's been a struggle, but it's also been a growing process. Jesus tells us, live one day at a time. And that's so... First today than it was yesterday, isn't it? More people have died from COVID-19 today than died from it yesterday. Pray for those families. Ask God to give them peace. More people will have contracted COVID-19 today than did yesterday. Pray for those people. Pray for the healthcare workers that take care of them. Each day, the CDC comes out with some new guidelines and we see the government putting out more restrictions in various places. 
We know through this pandemic, food at times has difficulty. Supplies have been scarce, although those are that's getting better. We've even seen folks fighting in grocery stores. Throughout all this church, God's message to us has not changed. Jesus' words have not changed. He says, do not worry about tomorrow. Live today. Don't borrow, Jesus says, don't borrow tomorrow's worries for today. Definitions of worry is experiencing a crisis before it happens. Jesus says, don't do that. You know, we spend great portions of our time worrying about future things that we can't control. And in this pandemic, the reality is we truly have very little control. All that I can do is stay home and wash my hands and protect my family. Most of us can't control the supply lines. Most of us do not manufacture medical equipment. Most of us are not in high-level government positions where we make decisions. We cannot control any of that ourselves. But we find ourselves, at least I find myself, watching the news and borrowing tomorrow's troubles for today. We what if things to death. What if those are worries, favorite words. But Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow because you can't control it. Spend your time today doing what you can with what I have given today with my guidance for today. For now, the experts say, stay at home. And church, we need to stay at home. We need to listen to them. The experts say, wash your hands. Do that today. Socially distance yourselves today. But don't worry about tomorrow and be paralyzed with things you can't control. Trust God. John 10.10, Jesus says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Some translations say an abundant life. Jesus came to bring us life. He came to bring us the way to eternal life. But he also came so that we could live abundant or full lives here on this earth in his kingdom. When we're worried, when we're stressed, when we're letting anxiety paralyze us, we aren't living that abundant life he came to give us. In fact, we're cheating ourselves from that life. If you are a Christian this morning, I want you to take a deep breath. that life that Jesus came to give us. It's a life full of hope and joy and peace and blessings that are abundant even when our world is in chaos. Don't let Satan steal your life by worrying. Don't believe his lies that your worry is going to make any difference. Don't buy into his lies that worry is the way to solve your problems. Give them to God. That's how we live the abundant life Jesus Christ came to bring us. Live one day at a time, he says. And our third point for worry. Talk to God about your worries. Philippians 4, 6-7, my favorite passage in 
in all of Scripture. Paul writes, do not be anxious about anything. Faith will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let me ask you this. When you're worried, do you talk to God about it? Or do you wring your hands and get that pain in your chest and stick to your stomach. I gotta tell you, prayer is not a I go when I get worried. I'm working. God wants us to talk to him when we're worried. Maybe we don't do this because we're ashamed when worry cripples us. Do we ask for each other to pray about the things that worry us? We should talk about these things. Paul tells us not to be anxious about anything. Even COVID-19. Why? Because we can take it to God. He says to pray to God, to petition God with thanksgiving in our hearts when we're anxious. When we have hearts that are thankful, it's hard to also be anxious. That's why he tells us that. Focus on your blessings. Thank God for the reasons you have to be thankful. And tell him when you're worried. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Ask him to move in your situation and remove that anxiety. Ask him to help you in the situation his way. He may not remove the struggle, but the promise is he will give you his peace as you endure the struggle. It's a peace that we may not understand. When someone has lost their job, how can they be at peace? When someone has lost a child, how can they have peace? Church, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I don't understand all those things. But that's okay. Because I know God's promises are true. Give me a like for amen. God's promises are true. And he tells us, when we are anxious, give it to him, and we will receive his peace. It's the peace that transcends all understanding. That means to surpass or go beyond the limits. And we're told he guards our hearts. Guard there, the word means to set up a military force. So God, when we pray to God and give him our struggles, he literally sets up his army around our hearts. And he gives us a peace that surpasses all other ability to understand. It's a peace that's not shackled by your earthly circumstance. It's a peace that's not shackled by COVID-19 statistics. It's a peace not shackled by stay-at-home orders. It's a peace that comes from God, that goes beyond our worries. That's radical, church. And number four. How to overcome. Keep a long-term perspective. To follow Jesus' words to not worry about our lives, we have to keep a long-term perspective. Jesus says in Matthew 6, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. You know, at the beach, I never like to make sand. 
Because what I find is you put a lot of time and effort into them, and guess what happens that very night? They're gone, right? Still haven't gotten my girls to quite understand that. If I knew my house was going to burn down tomorrow, how much time do you think I'd spend this afternoon cleaning? Not very long, right? A day is coming when our stuff will be no more. A day is coming when our possessions won't matter. What really does matter? If I take a self-inventory of the things that cause me to worry, most of them don't really matter. It won't make a difference in a hundred years if I gain a couple of pounds while I'm ordered to stay at home. It won't matter a hundred years from now if my kids don't make the travel ball team. It won't matter a hundred years from now that my wife backed into the garage door, Melinda. What will matter a hundred years from now is my character, my love for others, and most importantly, my salvation. Am I right with God? That is all that will matter a hundred years from now. Jesus says, seek God first, then everything else will fall in line. Now, falling in line doesn't mean human perfectness, okay? It doesn't mean that everything is going to work out the way I want, but it does mean our needs will be met and God will take care of us when we seek belong to Him and His righteousness. So we don't have to worry. That's what your God says Seek Him by making time to talk to Him. Make time to study His Word. Spend time with your kids in God's Word during this time of stay at home. Spend time reaching out to people that you love. Have your kids call an elderly church member just to check in on them and help them with their boredom. Put God first and be diligent about sharing Jesus with the world. You're going to have access to people right now through social media and other means that you would otherwise never have because they're home, right? Spend that time sharing Jesus with them, showing them through your example the reason you can have the peace you have in the midst of this terrible crisis. It is hard for us to be worried when we're busy sharing the peace of Christ. Focus on what's to come. Keep a long-term perspective. And recognize and focus on what's truly important. So as we conclude, this week, recognize worry for what it truly is. It is only a destroyer. Overcome worry by trusting God, living one day at a time, talking to God about your worries, talking to each other about your worries, praying for one another, and keeping a long-term perspective on what truly matters while seeking God first and seeking first His righteousness. That church is God's recipe to defeat worry. That's how we live the abundant lives Jesus came to give us. Praise God for the words of Scripture tell us we don't have to worry.
know, at the beginning of the lesson this morning, I told you about a man who hired a professional worrier to do his worrying for him. And in a sense, as Christians, we all have a professional worrier. 1 Peter 5, 7 tells us, cast your worries on God. God wants you to leave every worry you have with him, knowing that he is able, more than able, to give you everything you need in each and every situation. But to get hooked up with this professional warrior, it's not going to cost you 50000 bucks. It will cost you your life. But church, when we speak, him as Lord and Savior. Repent and have your sins washed away by being baptized into him where your sins are gone. You come up out of that water pure and brand new with the gift of his Holy Spirit dwelling in you. Give him your worries. Give him your struggles. Today I want us to release yesterday's regrets. I want us to refuse to look at the fears of tomorrow and I want us to live in the peace of Jesus Christ today. As someone a lot smarter than me once said, go and let God. If you've never been baptized into Jesus, we'd love to help you with that today. And we will make that happen. Send us a Facebook message. Call us. If you need the prayers of the church, let us know. If you have a need or you are aware of something with a need, please let us know. I'm not sure when we're going to get back together again. But I know that even in the midst of this time of social distancing, God's church has never been stronger. And we are here to help our family as we live each day at a time doing what Christ wants us to do today.